Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. The title of my message, guys, for tonight is called In This House. In This House. So tonight's the last night of our relationship series It's been such a great February. We've learned how to be better friends. We've learned practical advice. We've learned wisdom, revelation. We've done some heart work. We've become better parents. And we're wrapping it up tonight. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, remind, it's time to be reminded of who we are. All right? So this is putting a bow on our relationship series. I grew up in a family where I heard my mom and dad say often, well, in this house, you know? All right, if you didn't grow up in one of those families, you're part of this family now. (laughs) And now you get to hear me as the mom of the house say, in this house, I remember going to my mom and everyone had, well, I grew up in like a healthy food home. All right, did anyone grow up where they could just eat like anything they wanted? Yeah, wow. So I, I was envious of you as, a, as an 11-year-old, okay? And so I had particular houses that I would be so excited if I got invited over because I could eat, like, sugar Pop-Tart, sugar cereal. And, like, their moms would be like, wow, you're really hungry. I'm like, yeah, I'm so hungry. It's because I've never experienced this before. I eat carrot sticks and apples with peanut butter. Like, this is incredible. But I would beg my mom while, you know, we were grocery shopping, can we just get the sugar cereal? And she's like, well, in this house, we eat Cheerios. No, you're not getting that. And um, if I asked or compared, you know, well, out there, like, they get to do all these things. They don't have a curfew. Why do I have to have a curfew? They're, they make straight A's, and they still get to stay out till midnight. Why can't I stay out till midnight? And I would hear my dad say, well, in this house, these are the rules. In this house, this is how this works. And um, you find yourself in God's house tonight. And I want to I wanna encourage you that there is so much security in being a part of God's family. And there's so much safety in being a part of God's house. And even though sometimes you can roll your eyes or, you know, take it up with the Lord, like, I don't like this. I don't like the correction. I don't like having to be at church two times a week. I used to just be able to do whatever I want with my time. And now I committed to this. Oh, my goodness. But in this house, you're going to flourish. In this house, because you are seen, because you are known, because you are loved, because there's a call of God in your life, because you are a daughter or a son of the king, it comes with the package deal, right? God said that we, we don't, we're not meant to live life alone. We're not meant to be isolated. We're not meant to just figure it out out in the world until we get beamed up to heaven. No, we are actually a part of a family. And families are complicated, yes. Families take work. It takes communication. It takes putting in deposits. It takes working through seasons where you want to run, but but in this house, we're a family, and we're God's family. And so I want to highlight three different um, standards and cultures of Awaken Eastlake 
of what you can come to expect and what you can feel safe within the boundaries of. And this all comes from the word of God. So the first one is this. In this house, we serve. All right? In this house, we serve. Because Jesus came to serve. And because he commanded us to serve as well. And yes, we will never kick you out if you're not on a volunteer team, okay? This is not what I'm talking about. But I am saying that if you call Awake in Eastlake your home, if this is your house, then the expectation is that you have a servant's heart. That you actually let yourself lay down your life for Jesus. And lay down your preferences, lay down your calendar, lay down the things that before you came to know God, you held tightly onto, but now you have surrendered that. Um, Pastor Michael Hunley said something that really stuck with me. He said that some of you might be afraid to take a paternity test, but you need to actually go through DNA, and in DNA, you'll realize that your paternity test is true, that you do belong to your heavenly father, that you are a son and a daughter. And sometimes that could be a little bit scary, like, oh, if I actually sign up for DNA, if I actually go all in, like, what will that cost me? But it's going to cost you. But the good news is that it's biblical that we lay down our lives, that we actually put our own preferences aside and plant ourselves in the house of God. And when we do that, we actually flourish. I want to read a, a scripture to you, 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. And in this, in this house, I've learned what it actually looks like to serve. I remember um, we were getting ready to open up our first campus, which is Balboa Campus. And we were working hard, and literally Pastor Leanne was scrubbing the floors of the lobby. Like every single person was cleaning. Like the lead pastors of this house know what it means to serve. I have cleaned those toilets in the venue. I have been, I've cleaned poopy diapers. I have preached in junior high. I've been on high team. I've been a connect leader. I, I literally was thinking like, what's one team I haven't been on? And it's like facilities for like fixing things. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I, I wish I was handy. I'm not. It's not my gift. But over the course of the last 11 years that I've called this house my home, it's not about the title of, of what I do. It's that I get to serve God. I get to say yes to God. I get to actually experience being activated through laying my life down, not just for all of you, but because I love God. And it's really easy to get caught up in religion, caught up in, and it's, it's not a bad thing to have desires. I remember um, Pastor Mike had put on his vision card. This was like seven years ago on his vision, vision card. He was speaking at DNA at the time. Shout out to DNA. 
And so he would um, be one of the speakers in there and really felt a call in his life to teach. And so he wrote down his vision card after serving in DNA for a few years. I would love the opportunity to preach someday, one time. <laughs> and um, I'm like, yeah, baby, that's amazing. Like, write it down. I see that on your life. And um, <laughs> I did not write that down. It is this is my serve of like, <laughs> I have laid my life down. I, if you told me 10 years ago I would be speaking into a microphone, I would have literally laughed in your face. I'm pretty sure Stacy was there for those days. But, um, and it came to pass. Because that was a gift that God put on the inside of my husband. What are the gifts that are waiting to be unlocked on the inside of you? And what it's going to take is for you actually to say yes to God and to serve God and to love God. And if you serve on the high team, if you're an usher, if you're security, if you're in kids' church, it doesn't matter the team that you're on. What God wants is your heart. And he wants you to be able to experience his heart flowing through you as you love other people. And so in this house, we serve. Mark 10, 42 through 45 says this, Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. If you want greatness, then serve. If you want a legacy to leave your kids and your kids' kids, then serve. If you want to make a mark on this world for the kingdom of God, then serve. Jesus himself said that he didn't come to this earth to be served, which, oh my goodness, I can't wait to spend an entire eternity worshiping, enjoying the presence of God. But he came not to sit on a throne, he came to serve. And it's the most radical thing that you will ever hear in your entire life. But the best thing that we could ever do is to follow in his footsteps, to let him lead us, and to actually let him give us a heart. Some of you are like, how in the world am I going to get there? My, my husband, his first message was called the pinnacle of cynical. Somebody texted him a photo of it the other day. Um, so that was him. <laughs> I was like the other extreme where I had a bleeding heart for every single living thing, like puppies, like sh I would bring home strays a lot. It was like an issue. And, um, and so I had to learn more how to harness that <laughs> in a healthy way. But opposites attract. Thank God for that. Um, but either way, at the core of who we are, we have actually asked the Holy Spirit to give us a heart to serve. So don't, don't count yourself like, oh, that's nice for those of you in here that might have a heart to do that. No, no, no. That's not what the scripture says, okay? None of you guys are exempt from the call to serve. None of you are exempt from servant leadership. None of us in this room are exempt from serving. And in this house, we get to experience the fruit of what it looks like to be a family and serving alongside one another. I've had some of the best times 
in this stinking chandelier room, like setting up, tearing down, kids running all over, like figuring out how to, how to coordinate kids' church. I mean, we've been through like some times, right? But in those times when we're here early or, or here late, like those are the times that we talk about around our table. And I want you to experience that too. I want you to have those connections and those friendships and the unity that comes from being a part of this family. So if you're not a part of DNA, get your cute self signed up. It starts on Sunday. <laughs> That's my plug. <laughs> yes, we have Easter coming, you guys. Can I just say, okay, I'm going to say one thing. Easter is so much fun. There's three services at Eastlake. There's a, another preview service in Coronado. And we want you to go through DNA because we want you to enjoy the amazingness of serving at Easter. It is, I literally, I have all these different memories from each year at Easter Sunday, seeing new families come in, experience, encounter God. It, there's nothing like it. So make sure to sign up if you haven't been through DNA. It's amazing. All right. Y'all getting something from this? Getting your heart right? At the end of this message, I'm going to open the altar up because I, even myself, literally I had my own altar moment <laughs> in my car because I realized there were some things that I had to bring to God so that I could preach this word in purity. Because there are days where I'm like, oh my gosh, my life, how is this working? Like, am I crazy for saying yes to so many things? But when I have that, that pure heart that God can give you as well, it puts everything into focus and, and you can actually enjoy being a part of God's family. All right, which leads me to point number two. In this house, we trust. Okay, it's a requirement. In this house, we trust. And we don't just trust God, we trust each other. And this is where you start going on journeys with God, <laughs> all right? Because if you stick around long enough, you're gonna, as iron sharpens iron, come up against some friction, come up against some, you know, some situations with people, and it's gonna require you to go back to the Lord not close people off, not shut people out, not make inner vows. I'm never going to trust again. I'm never going to love again. I'm never going to be a part of a connect group again. No, no, no. In this house, we trust, okay? 2 Thessalonians 1, 1 through 3 says, it's Paul um, addressing the church of the Thessalonians. So it says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord. I love how... Um, the letters to the church opens up so nice. I'm like, that's so nice. But this, this scripture has stood out to me for so long. It says, we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as it is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. And sometimes I'll ask the Holy Spirit, if you wrote a letter to Awaken Eastlake, like to the church of San Diego in Eastlake, what would be said about us? Could it be said about us what the church of Thessalonians, the rumors were getting out about them? That their faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Do you assume the best about people? And it gets hard when you, when you get hurt, 
like it's really easy to project your past into your future. And um, I've walked through seasons, honestly, almost every year, something happens where (laughs) I got to get my heart right so that I can keep trusting God and I can keep trusting people. But can we expect the best, can we assume the best out of one another? And when we get hurt, can we actually allow the Holy Spirit in to heal those things so that we don't become bitter, so we don't become resentful, so we don't accidentally you know, open doors for the enemy to, to wreak havoc in our relationships. And for some of you guys, I, I just want to applaud you for being here. I want to applaud you for not leaving. I want to applaud you for being at this altar, for allowing the Holy Spirit to do the hard heart work. It's hard to release. It's hard to trust, especially when you've been hurt. But that's actually what God requires, is for you to continually move through the pain, move through those disappointments, move through the things that the enemy thought would take you out. And by you just being here is victory. By you just being here is a statement that you are going to remain in the house of God, in this house, and the devil will not be able to take you out. Can I get an amen? Amen. Proverbs 3, 5 through 8 says, trust in the Lord with a little bit of your heart? All of your heart, okay? This is a requirement, every single part of your heart. Not just the, not just the parts that are healthy, but the parts that need healing. Not just the parts, you know, with friends, but the parts with your parents. All of your heart, you trust God with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. If it is up to us, we are gonna screw our lives up, you guys. Our understanding is not always on point, all right? This is why we need the word of God. This is why we need church community. This is why you need leadership. This is why we need a covering. This is why God says that it's good for you to be in his house, that there's a banner over his house, that there are things that he wants you to experience being a part of his family, but it comes with some requirements. It goes on to say, in all of your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. And I love Awaken Church is the house of transformation. Awaken Church is where miracles happen. Awaken Church is where you can look back one year and be like, oh my gosh, I actually see what God did. This is amazing. I was not the same person that I was a year ago. And every single year, I say that. Like, I, I was a different person 10 years ago. Thank God that I'm in a place that won't let me stay where I'm at, that will love me through my blind spots, that will love me through my words that get thrown out that I wish I could grab them back and be like, ah, I didn't mean that. Please don't take that. I wish I didn't say that. (laughs) We all, we're human, right? We're not perfect. No one ever said you were perfect. If you think you're perfect, it's the spirit of religion. We can deal with that later. Another message for another time. But I'm just saying we have to get really good, really, really good at trusting God. If you don't trust God, you will end up I almost said a psychopath. That's not true. You will, all, you will end up 
um, wanting to control your life, and we don't really do that very well, and we can't. We don't. If you think you have control over anything, it's a lie, right? God is the only one that is in control. God is the only one in control. We have to actually learn how to trust God. And at the end of the day, and Mike and I, you know, we talk through so many different things that feel overwhelming, that feel daunting, even things, the heart things, the relationships in our life. At the end of the day, can you say, you know what? I may not understand why this is happening. I may not ever understand why God allowed certain things to happen. But this is what I can say is that I trust God. I trust him with my kids. I trust him with my health. I trust him with my finances. I trust God with, with you all and, and with this region. And it's God's idea for us to be together. This isn't like the Mike and Katie, like we just sat around one day and we're like, you know what we should do? We should start a church and then we should, no, this, God loves you so much that he found people that, that had trust in him and that had faith. Our lead pastors, Pastor Jurgen Leanne, had the faith to trust God, to move all the way across an ocean and plant this church with their little boys, take money out of their home, equity out of their home to start this church. Not because they wanted to be somebody, but because they trusted him. And if you can learn how to trust God, then he will be able to do far more than you will ever ask or imagine. What comes with trusting God is a big, adventurous life. What comes with trusting God is not just living, but life in abundance. That's what the word of God says. When you learn how to trust God with those things that... Your knee jerk is to keep them close and to keep it tight and to not let that pain go. To not, like, but you don't understand, Pastor Katie, what I went through. I don't, but God does. And even so, <clears throat> he is, he's good for it. He can handle the pain. He can handle the hurt. He can handle the disappointment. He can handle the financial crisis. He can handle the political atmospheres, he can handle it. We can trust him. He is trustworthy. And in this house, because of those things, we put our trust in the Lord. Can I get an amen? Amen. Which leads me to my last point. And then I want to open the altar up for the Holy Spirit to do what only he can do. Which is, um, in this house, we forgive. We forgive because we have been forgiven. And if there's ever a season where you think, how could I, how could I ever forgive that person for X, Y, Z? It's because you're forgiven. It's because he forgave you. He died for you. Jesus went to the cross with no guarantee of if you would ever say yes to him. But you're worth the risk. You're worth risking everything for. And in my life, what I've realized is that when I actually let the Holy Spirit heal and I release forgiveness, the most incredible thing happens. Whether or not the other person changes, 
reconciles, comes around, my heart is healthy. And I can love still. And I can actually experience over and over and over what God did for me. In Ephesians 4.32, it says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And that verse is beautifully poetic and extremely challenging. (laughs) Um, To be kind and compassionate to those that haven't earned anything, but just merely because they're a part of this house, that's a lot of risk to keep choosing this family, this church family, and forgiving. I'm sure all of you guys have had to <laughs> release forgiveness for something I've done. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have, you know, hindsight's 2020, right? Like, I wish I, I forgot this person's birthday. Like, oh my gosh, how did I do that? Like, I'm sure I offended somebody. I'm sure I got distracted and didn't notice something. But can I just tell you that God notices, God sees, you're so worthy of being forgiven. And, And because of that, we have so many opportunities to extend that same forgiveness. And then there are others of you in here who have a really hard time forgiving yourself. And you put yourself through the most horrible shame You shame yourself, you beat yourself up, you talk so horribly in your mind about yourself and your inadequacies and who you think you should be and you're not. And God does not see you like that. He actually looks at you and he is so proud of you. And he sees you as a son and a daughter, period. And what comes with that is a royal priesthood. He doesn't even see the sins, the mistakes. It says that he separated them as far as the east is from the west. So why do you keep doing it to yourself when even Jesus himself doesn't? Can you actually forgive and release your past? Release the things that you wish you would have done, the things you wish you would have said so that you can actually experience the fullness of what God does for you every single day. And then through that, you'll be able to release forgiveness for others. You are worthy of experiencing everything that God has for you. Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And... um, You know, wrapping up the relationship series, I, I think what, what not a better time to open the altar so that you can take all these different things that's been said over the last few weeks, or even just tonight, if the Holy Spirit is highlighted, oh my gosh, I thought that I had dealt with that. That was like the story of my life for a whole year, one year. I kept having to forgive like every single day because something else would happen that would require more forgiveness. And it was like whack-a-mole with like forgiveness. And um, there was a season, literally, I had to go on a prayer walk every single morning 
just to get my heart right for the day. And then by the end of the day, I was like, well, I guess I'm going on another prayer walk in the morning. Because <laughs> I got to release some more things to the Lord. I have to release forgiveness again. I have to tend to my heart. I have to let the Holy Spirit tend to my heart so that I can actually be the woman that God has called me to be. And I can serve from a place of purity. And I can receive everything that God wants to get to me. And I can allow him to flow through me. It, if you're here long enough, you'll hear God ju doesn't just want to get something to you. He wants to get something through you. All right? So it has to start with you. You have to get your heart right so that you can serve in a way where there's a flow through you and reach the people that only you can reach in the way that you could reach them. I will be able to have an impact in my own personal way, but there are people out there that need you, that need your yes to God in order for them to have an encounter with God. They need your gifting, not my gifting. They need your gifting. They need your call of God to be able to accomplish. Every single one of you is called by God. There's a call of God, but not every person says yes to the call. Have you said yes to the call of God on your life? Have you actually had a moment of repentance where you turn away from your old life, you say yes to God and you go for it? God deserves our yes, he deserves everything. And in this house, we will be a reflection of the call of God and people saying yes to him. So if you could stand to your feet, I wanna pray over all of us tonight and then I'm gonna open up the altar for those of you that want to release the things that you've been holding on to so that you can say yes to God. For those of you that need to say, you know what, God, I'm gonna trust again. I'm gonna trust you again. I'm gonna go back to a connect group. I'm gonna go to cherish prayer. I'm gonna go to a cherish night. For a lot of ladies, that is a huge test of trust. What is it in your life? I don't know, I might not know what it is, but God knows. And if you ask him, he's really willing to speak. So I just want you to close your eyes. I'm gonna pray. And then I wanna invite um, you guys up to the altar and I'm actually gonna get down to the altar myself. Because why come all the way to church on a Wednesday night if you don't have an encounter with God and walk out of here different? So Holy Spirit, we honor you. We worship you. You are so worthy of our lives. You are so worthy of our yes. You are so worthy of us being a true reflection of what it looks like to be a son and a daughter. You are so worthy of our worship. Right now I pray over every single person in this church right now that they would experience worthiness from you. That if you are calling them to something that they have been running away from, that tonight they would say yes to you. They would come to the altar. They wouldn't stay stuck. They wouldn't stay lazy. They wouldn't stay fearful. They wouldn't stay scared, but that they would trust you with what you are asking them to do. I pray, Holy Spirit, for courage to rise up in this house, courage to forgive, courage to release, courage to say, you know what? I'm gonna go into a new season. February is ending. March 
church is a new month, God, I'm expecting you to move. I'm expecting you to do what only you can do. Right now, I rebuke a spirit of shame that has kept people in captivity in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke disappointment that's kept people from experiencing fruitfulness in their lives. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that a move of God is beginning to stir on the inside of our hearts. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that the past is in the past and the future we are looking forward to everything that you have for us, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that the devils that have been tormenting people from the promises that have yet to be fulfilled are being silenced, that hope would rise up again, that people would put themselves out there. In this house, we have faith. In this house, we believe that miracles are gonna happen tonight. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for this holy ground, this altar, that when people come to the front, when they lay down the things that are on their hearts, that they will hear from heaven. The Holy Spirit, they will encounter you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we lift you up. Do what only you can do. Holy Spirit, I thank you for every person that has their hands lifted right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare movement in their life where things have been stagnant. I declare that you will begin to open doors. You will begin to flow, God, into the places that have felt parched. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, Holy Spirit. They will not be discouraged. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare that this will be a week of confirmations. In the mighty name of Jesus, that you will send confirmations that they are not stuck anymore. I thank you, God, for new contracts that are coming in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for new friendships that are coming in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for obedience. I pray, Holy Spirit, right now for those that are stuck because they're afraid of obedience, that you would remove those blockages from them, that they can trust you with a yes. They can trust you with being obedient. I thank you, God, that we will be known for revival because it starts in our hearts. And I declare that we will testify of the goodness. We will testify at men's and women's prayer. We will testify with God's stories that will begin to break out over our city because of this yes, because you are a God of movement. You are a God of miracles. There is an open heaven over every single person. So we break off discouragement. We break off a season of stagnation. And I pray that you would send army angels to go before them, just as you did in the word, to fight the principalities on their behalf that might keep them in the place they are in. And I rebuke the devourer and we tear down the schemes of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.